Hi, I'm Arian Dutch Mogul Croft. And I'm Jeremy. And you're listening to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Creating legends one die at a time. This is Leah Bond, and I am very glad to have you gentlemen here with me today. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about Ill-Gotten Games? Uh, Yeah, we are an open source uh, 3D print and play gaming company, I guess. Uh, we, we, We basically... For the most part, we make designs uh, and share designs that people can print on home home printers, like you know MakerBot or, or PrinterBot, things like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's in a nutshell is what we do. We make uh, war games, board games, uh, tabletop RPGs like these ones here, which don't require any 3D printing at all. But you know, it never hurts. So. Absolutely yeah. not. That doesn't hurt at all. Um, so you do have, I, I did notice that you had a Kickstarter a while back for a card game. And uh, are those the printed rule books that go along with the card game? Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't have a card game per se. We have, we have a, a tabletop war game and an RPG, which is this one here, the uh, Hands of Destiny. Which uh-huh. uh, use? I'll which hold use, it closer. Oh, thanks. Which use uh, uh, playing cards, like regular playing cards. Oh, uh, okay. That that was my confusion. Yeah. Was the regular playing cards with yeah, the like, the cards are the randomizer as opposed to a, a die or dice? Yeah, which is nothing like super new, but we kind of feel like the way we did it is pretty new. Uh, but yeah, I mean, every everything we make, we we try to make it so that if you if you have access. To all the parts, you can just kind of do it yourself, you know. Like, uh, 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 there's nothing like proprietary that you need, like like special cards or special like dice or special, uh, 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 you know, you know, toys or you can use any any yeah, any yeah, model, yeah, yeah. That's, that's any kind genre. Of, that's kind of our kind of our, our mo. Not that we we're averse to working on card games. We actually do have a, a card game in the works uh, that a friend of ours is developing. That we're Probably going to be kickstarting pretty soon. I here. I hope so. Yeah, we sort of yeah. promised him we would. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's probably coming pretty soon. Yeah. Man, now I see on the table in front of you uh, mm. some of oh, what is it? The uh, architecture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys right yeah. here. Yeah, that mm. that is so cool. That that's a Thank wonderful uh, a wonderful design there. Oh, thanks, thanks. And the little dudes that are on top uh, are homegrown as well. Yeah, yeah, all the stuff here is. Uh, we, we, we really liked this little, this was a fun little Kickstarter because we worked with Voodoo Manufacturing. Uh, they have something like 150 printers. I think even of, more, I think like 200. More than that, based out of New York. And we basically just made the designs and they printed them and sent them out to people as they were ordered. But yeah, we just wanted to do something sort of stackable where we could, uh, you know, make it so it got bigger and bigger and... Yeah, that I that was my next question. Is like it looks like they're they're modular, and then you can remove yeah. the layers. If you can see, kind of in there, there's little stairs and things. Mm-hmm. Little hex pieces. Oh, little floor, floor little like futuristic sci-fi floor floor pattern, and yeah, I mean, got it. So you can kind of like if you just 
the more you make, you can just make a taller and taller building or spread them out, mm -hmm. you know, across the cityscape or yeah. Yeah. Now this is in 15 millimeter scale, which is like, you know, it's pretty hardcore basement nerd stuff, you know, which is fitting because I print most of it. In <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 28 millimeter stuff is obviously, you know, more common, but we, we really like 15 millimeter for the 3d printing stuff. Just because you can you can get away with so much more on your printer bed. Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what printer do you use? Um, I had an M3D Micro. Uh, uh -huh. It was it was a gift to me from my brother. He backed the original Kickstarter, so it's a first version of uh -huh. the M3D. Is it, is so I five really five five? no five four by four by four. Yeah, well, that's plenty. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. For I mean, like you can yeah. do this. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this would be and, about and, as big as you could get. Yeah. Um, um. I have. I have already just a, a couple of of your prints and your designs that I've been able to replicate at home. Uh, it's nowhere near the quality. Of the pieces that uh, you have been able to produce, but oh gosh, let's see the 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 little modular rock wall pieces. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and those, those more than just about anything. Yeah, yeah, there you uh, go. yeah, yeah. We we love those because uh, um, a lot of the stuff we use is sort of in between this scale and the twenty eight millimeter scale, and it's kind of like the optimal. Yeah printing to detail to time ratio. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we don't even bother painting those, actually. And those are the ones we bring to, like, our RPG nights. We just toss mm -hmm. them in a box, slap them down. Like, those little rock walls, we'll put them down on, like, a, on like a, the dry erase grid map instead of having to, like, dry and erase, you know. Uh, That's yeah, exactly so, what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and like, with that stuff, uh, if they break, who cares? I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. It doesn't... doesn't you know, easy to repair or replace. Yeah. This kind of stuff is for like the the you know the fancy game night wargaming where we take all the pictures and or when we go on a fancy video podcast. Right, right, but but not really. <laughs> we use that. We use that just like you know color coded. <laughs> yeah, tossing it in a box. Like, like oh, you're playing the blue guys. I'll play the yellow guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is roughly equivalent to what my character looks like. So this is what I've got. So yeah. it's better than playing pogs uh, out on the table, but not by much. Yeah, <laughs> we have some of those too. Um, hey, pogs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not belittling belittling pogs at all. Pogs are beautiful. <laughs> all about well, what you're That's all that matters. So. Now, um, just to. Uh, bust into something that I had spoken of with you a little bit earlier, Arian. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm drinking some coffee right now. Do you like coffee? I love coffee. Yeah. Big, big who, coffee who fan. Doesn't, who yeah, doesn't I, I, love coffee? You, you might even say I need it, actually. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to break away for just a moment to bring you a word from one of our sponsors. And as soon as I pull up the cop the copy, I will definitely share this information with you all. Uh, Birds of a Feather Coffee Company roasts unique craft copies in small batches so it's always fresh. 
Their signature blends showcase the amazing breadth and depth of flavors that coffee has to offer. The Night Owl blend, for instance, is a rich, deep cup of coffee with notes of smooth caramel, decadent cocoa, and bittersweet molasses with just a touch of acidity to clean the palate so you're ready for the next sip. Check out all the Bird's Coffees and order now at birdscoffeecompany.com. Bird's Coffee Company, where there's a brew for every birdie. Migrate the flock down to birdscoffeecompany.com. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that, that was a smooth segue. Yeah. I really like that, yeah. Well, I tr I'm, I I'm pretty trying. Much so I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> any any time that you need to talk about coffee, I'll talk about coffee. Mm. I greatly appreciate it. Now, uh, let's see. What was I? What was I going to move on to? Oh yeah, tell us more about your Patreon because I have I have clicked on that tip the creator section on Thingiverse. Yeah. And it's been very difficult for me to get oh. to that section and make it work. Um, so yeah. Tell yeah. me about Patreon. Patreon uh, is really cool. We've been using Patreon for a few years. We used it with a. Uh, I was on a video game podcast, Go for Rainbow, a few, a few years ago. Uh, and it's it's awesome. Um, uh, we have, we have a number of patrons right now, and basically they just say, you know, uh, uh, we want to support you, so uh, 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 we charge on a basically by model or game or whatever basis every time we do a release on Thingiverse or Pin Shape or you know, kind of the whole circuit. Uh, people get charged whatever they pledge at. And I would like to note, if you are going to pledge, if anyone listening is, is going to pledge to us, we super appreciate it. Make sure you set a monthly limit that you're comfortable with, though. Uh, and we, we kind of stress that in the in in the in the, the the description because we post a lot. Like well, we, very <laughs> nice. So basically, yeah. any flame mail that, that that you get from being charged a lot because you pledge like a dollar a model, it's Arian's fault. Yeah, because he is. posts like fault. 20, 30 things sometimes in a month, um, or more. Or but, more. But the thing is, like, I mean, yeah, you can just say like, I don't want to pay more than five dollars, and we appreciate anything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. We, we we appreciate just people using our stuff. I I, I love it. my favorite yeah. thing about making. Uh, Games is when people tell me the stories of the games. Not, not. I mean, even even what happened in game, but most mostly what what happened around the game. Yeah, if yeah. that makes any sense at all. I love those stories. Like, oh, we were playing and such and such happened, and then so and so did this. I love that. Yeah, we do love hearing stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but but definitely support us on Patreon. That's it's awesome. But set a limit. <laughs> Hey, um, you had already pointed that out, and that was a question that I was going to ask you later on, but you had already jumped right to it. Uh, Hands of Destiny, it was successfully kickstarted, mm -hmm. but I did see that shipping on the rule book. Now, why did you do that? The ship anywhere in the world? Uh, it's, you know, I mean... Because there are some people, like, in Denmark or whatever who, yeah, who want who, it. who and, really want the book. I mean, it's, it's, it's expensive, it's though. Like, it's, like, 15 bucks to yeah. send it to Denmark, but... But, you know, I'd, I'd like it to be available to people, so... And it's, you know. it's, it's I, mean, I mean, it is cool to say that people, like, all over the world, actually, they play our games, which is yeah, great. Yeah. And if they've got 15 bucks to spend on shipping, I will send them a game. Oh, also, financially, we don't know what we're doing. Oh, yeah, no, that's the other <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah, like, 
Very important yeah. distinction. Yeah, I just yeah. I studied philosophy in college, which I don't know if you're aware isn't really a profitable field, <laughs> and neither is game design. <laughs> it can be. It can be. Um, yeah. ooh, I I just had seen that briefly on your Kickstarter, and I was like, ooh. Well, yeah, no, yeah. We, we know the horror stories. I mean, we haven't. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't get crushed over it because we basically we had to set a limit that was higher than you know most people would want to pay but you know i, I yeah i mean like i feel bad when we you can't account for every every country and how yeah. much it's going to cost yeah. and all that and I, and, and they, they warn you not to do it so or, or to do it that way so you know but the, you know the, the the game is free so that's yeah. only if you want a uh, a physical copy physical copy but you could obviously just download the pdf and print it out and, yeah Okay, so pocket tactics. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Tell me everything. We love pocket tactics. Yeah, pocket tactics was uh, the first three D printable game I made. First complete. First yeah. complete. Yeah, that was back in like two thousand, way back in two thousand twelve. Actually, uh, the very first thing I printed was a pocket tactics piece. That's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I made it. I designed it in an afternoon because I wanted something like fast. That wasn't going to take, you know, hours and hours and hours to print. I mean, it still does take, like, something like six to eight hours. But, it but, but some, something that was kind of economical uh, for, 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 for simplicity of rules and printing time and materials and ease of print. Uh, so that's kind of been the goal with Pocket Tactics. It's now on its, like, yeah, we, we've, ruined, we've ruined that, that fine vision with uh, uh, some, some of our versions. Yeah, some of definitely. our versions got way out of hand. Yeah, but, that absolutely happened. Yeah. But we're actually working on a on a, a the the more you know what we had planned it to be initially, which was a simple, fast tactical game. It's back to that, I think. Yeah, I think it's back fourth to that. edition stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's been streamlined quite a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pocket tactics. Uh, basically, to describe the game for anybody listening, it's uh, hex based modular uh, strategy board game for two or more players and it, it basically you have two little fantasy forces or sci-fi or mixture or whatever and you have these little hex tiles which represent uh, uh like a terrain grid of like forests or you know hills or mountains and everything and you shuffle them up into a bag and you kind of build the map in a random generation system each time and yeah and then you yeah. move your little pieces around yeah sort of chess style you know in a metered movement and fight kind of method and yeah it's good times. Yeah, 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 yeah. We really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. And again, yeah. all free. It's yeah, like, all, all free. If right, you have right. if you have a three D printer, you can print literally all of Pocket Tactics. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, all all on thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually what uh, really fascinated me about stumbling across. It's like, oh man, these designs are pretty kick ass. And uh -huh. oh wait, you are so prolific. <laughs> just so many. Yeah, I do. All the different. I mean, just the the different facets of dungeon design, and and just doing your maps, and then you've got your terrain and your buildings, and so many different objects, and it's so great. Um, and then, yeah, because I mean, you do. It, it's an ingenious plan that you've implemented here. Then you've managed to offset the manufacturing expenses, that there's no overhead, the yeah. storage, the That's shipping. True. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, 
the the ability to just I mean for me to be able to just make a come up with a concept make a design and then have like a 3d representation of it within like a couple hours is you know I mean invaluable I mean because I'm always moving on to the next yeah. idea like and and honestly this is stuff we would do anyway I mean it's just it's an opportunity and because of where we're at technologically speaking we can share things that we would do anyway with everybody and if other people like it rad that's yeah, great yeah, yeah and if they want to add to it that's even better yeah i, I love the sharing aspect of the community the yeah. sort of like just just open giving yeah it's great yeah love it yeah. man wayfarer things beyond things beyond wonder yeah right there this is our this is our baby this is our uh this is the rpg we've been working on for like 12 years now, maybe uh, at least maybe a little more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. For a while anyway. Yeah. That was our first Kickstarter. And uh, yeah, yeah, was, this is, it was a fantastic experience. Everything with Wayfair mm -hmm. was, was great. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this is like, this is like the game we play every, we have our Monday game nights and this is like, this is like our RPG. This it's we, my absolute favorite. Like the, the other stuff is really fun and I love it all, but Wayfair is my absolute favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same here. And uh, just through looking at the images that were associated with it, it it just brought to mind. Is this like riffs? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, sort of, sort of like yeah, riffs. Yeah, it's like riffs where it doesn't, but it doesn't really take place on like a central location. Whereas riffs is like no, an we, earth, right? We kind sort of, of like used. A, I'm going to get really nerdy for a minute. We sort of used extrapolated. Um, string theory in, in M theory to like <laughs> hypothesize like brainer areas and different universes. And you yeah. can travel to virtually any genre or have any it's, kind of game you want. It's and like it, our hard sci-fi, but also trying to explain wizards and dragons and stuff. Exactly. Basically like, it just kind of came out of the, the, the fact that like, we all have like kind of go in different directions genre wise. And so it was like, all right, well fine. You can play your Norse barbarian. <laughs> Thank Our you. Friend Dan can play his like super Plants, intelligent plant in a, in a robot thing. suit or whatever, you know? And yeah, it will all just, and Aaron can think of ways to torture us all. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> right. By the way, the images, uh, uh, uh Prop to Ingmar and Austin. Yeah. In Ingmar, Ingmar, mm -hmm. uh, and, and Austin are, are, uh, are, uh, our uh, artists and cam had some in there yeah. yeah 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 and cam croft my sibling yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah yep excellent excellent artists yeah ignore yeah, Fres fresky yeah, and austin zaleski okay um shout out what was i gonna say uh yeah it's like one was like rips and then another was another genre and then it's like wait there's something sitting in the, the in a trash heap in the middle like <laughs> Is this Gamma uh, World? I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's better to think of it like GURPS. Uh, you know, like it's just it's just a, a universal role playing system, and it's kind of loosely tied together with a multiverse storyline that we use. But it's really just like saying, "Hey, you can do anything you want with this. You can take any yeah. elements and yeah. tell whatever the, story you want." The, the strength of Wayfair, I think, is that it doesn't give you a, like a pre-made prefab sandbox to play within it more it more says well this is how you build your own sandbox and whatever you want to build there are tools yeah. in there to help you build it and that's that specifically is nothing new i mean there's no no not at all both of those things but but what what we what what drove us to create this was we wanted a we wanted a rule set that 
that sort of represented real world physics uh, because we, 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 I don't know. We, we, we thought you could get away with that in a role playing game without making it overly complex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's really what drove us to make it uh, just every time we play a game, we're always like, it's weird that my character can do this. Like how can he, just how can be, any, nobody can do that. Just because know? I'm like, a level like 20 ranger doesn't mean I should be able to cut a train in half. <laughs> yeah. We're on, <laughs> I'm a level 30 thief. So therefore I can jump across the grand Canyon because my jump skills, I had effort. Well, whatever things like that. Like we just wanted something that was uh, like, we call it a narrative engine because it's like, it's less about like playing to win and succeed as your character is more of like, just a giant, you're like a deific ant farm watcher who's like creating a you know simulation and watching things play out. And, you know, I mean, like watching a, show, a television series or something, but the outcome is unpredictable to the person who's running it. That's, that's what it always co- looks to me. Co- co- Collaborative, cooperative storytelling. Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. Sivas. Tell me about Sivas? Oh, Sivas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sivas, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, that is the chess-like game from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and uh, I made that for a friend of mine who's, like, super, super into the books. I mean, obviously, we all all are into Game of Thrones, uh, but he's really into it, uh, and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun to adapt that. I mean, because it's totally unofficial, obviously. You know, I don't I don't have, like, George R. R. Martin's blessing or anything like Well, that, let me but... call George real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I basically, I wanted to make a game that looked like a game that people from the era they're emulating in the show would have made, you know. I've seen a lot of other, a lot of other people have made versions of Savas, Savas, but they always have like, kind of like hex grids for the map, and I just, I just just don't really see that in an ancient board game. I mean, if you look at like um, Nine Men's Morris and uh, Nefetafel, they're almost, they're almost always orthogonal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with diagonal movement across like a right, a, a hex, right. Uh, like a square grid. But I mean, you know, it, it's just, I it, it also like applying like RPG stats to the characters is something I, I just wouldn't think they would do in an era like that. So we tried to make it as close to chess as possible, while like, uh, I, 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 I he had in an interview like listed a few games that 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 uh, that he's like, well, you know, I'm not going to extrapolate on what Sivas would be like, but if you mix chess with, I think it was Stratego, uh, maybe Battlefield was the one, and another one, I can't remember now. But basically, I took elements from all of those and said, okay, well, I've got to incorporate those to some extent. So I had the sort of like secret setup with the, uh, with, the, with, the, with the screen in the middle of the board, so you can kind of arrange your pieces and tiles without the opponent seeing, then you remove that. And then play is very, very much a chess-like game with just yeah. different different abilities. Yeah, it's actually, it's one of the few games that we've made that isn't like, there's not a, there's not a, there's not a luck bit. Really. No, not really. Yeah, yeah, no. I, no I mean, cards, no dice, just my yeah. pieces do this, your pieces do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's the closest to chess I've come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or cared to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, windswept. Oh, yeah, Windswept. Windswept, uh, we've never actually played Windswept. <laughs> so. uh, it, was, it was designed like in like an afternoon. Yeah, I did it like a Saturday. <laughs> so somebody commissioned me to make the ship piece, and and I was like, oh, this is great. Are you going to use this in a game? They're like, no, you know, we just want these for this thing we're doing. It's no big deal. And so I was like, okay, well, and, I got to make a camera. I think, I, think I found out about it uh, uh, when he posted it to Thingiverse. 
Is that right? I think so. I was like, oh, you made yeah. a new game. So someday we'll play it and play test it. And that'll be great. I have a copy. Anyway, yeah. So. Yeah. Words of wisdom. Oh, words of wisdom. We yeah. have played words of wisdom. We have played words of wisdom. Words of wisdom is basically like Candyland and Scrabble. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's fair. We're together, so you each play. Uh, you each have the uh, your pieces like this little guru, and the words you play Scrabble-ish style sort of create a road that you're trying to get to the top of the holy mountain, which is in the middle, and you can kind of destroy each other's words and run your road through mm -hmm. them, and that's pretty much. It. <laughs> Uh, breach. Breach. Yeah. I love me some breach. Yeah. We have a lot of fun with breach. Breach is, uh, it's like our pocket tactics space battle game. Essentially. Yeah. 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 But it's, 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 uh, it's not, it's not super complex. Like a lot of, you know, uh, 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 uh spaceship battle games. It's more just, you know, we, we call it, we call it starship duels cause it's best played with like one ship versus one ship you know, zipping around asteroids and trying to get you. But the biggest difference is like, it has directional rules between like, say like pocket tactics. Yeah. And breach. yeah right, the biggest right, difference between right. those two is breach has directional rules. Like the hexes actually matter. Right. Yeah, like yeah, what yeah. facing you're right. on with your opponent matters. Mm -hmm. mm. We're due so for it's... a breach. Up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just, uh, so it, it's a two dimensional or are there, yeah, no, it is it is two dimensional. Except we have the system. So all the all the little hex tiles, little space tiles, have numbers on them, and basically like a, between between uh, uh, two, three, and, two three three and three like and five two, two and six. Is that right? Maybe maybe this maybe this two and five. I can't remember because it's been a little while. But uh, basically, you roll a dice for each point of movement you have, and if you get a five, you can move into a five. If you get a four, you can move into a four. And so, but, like, but if you get a five two, you can also move into a two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 But so, but basically, the, the the point is like each tile represents some amount of space. So you know, yeah, it's two D, but it's also who knows, <laughs> you know, it's representational. Yeah. 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 I like to think that in the numbers, there's some kind of yeah, yeah, spatial variety. So. Uh... We can find you on Thingiverse mm -hmm. as well. And uh, again, tell the person that does not know where to find you where you can be found. Ill-gotten-games.net. Uh, uh, Ill yep. That's the one. That's our or, website. Or on Thingiverse, you can uh, look at his stuff at um, uh, just search Dutch Mogul. Uh, one word. Yeah, D-U-T-C-H-M-O-G-U-L. And then my stuff is Jeremy eighty seventy seven. Easy which, to remember. And not there's not quite as many things there. There's still a lot of things. Okay. There's a lot of things. Now on Twitter, uh, I'm at Dutch Mogul. And IGG has its own. Oh yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's at Ill-gotten Gamers. Ill-gotten Gamers. Because everything's taken, and we're late to the Twitter game. Right. So. And uh, and is there anything else that you'd like to speak about? Potential upcoming Kickstarter, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we have a couple. So one is undetermined at this point. The other is, like we said, our friend uh, uh, Jeff Bowers is, is has created a card game called Alien Architects, uh, where you're a um, you're a race of aliens coming to Earth to steal its monuments, uh, and it's it's a lot of fun, cool, zippy little uh, like two to 
five, upwards of five, five? or six people. Yeah, card game. Uh, yeah, and that's that's I think that that's next. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And our war game rules uh, was currently Wayfarer Tactics, and it was in its second edition. We're actually rebranding it as Discord now, and that's going to be coming out in the next few days. We'll release like a a beta. Yeah, uh, probably. Discord's a lot cleaner, and it's very different. This is our this is our uh, uh, playing card based uh, yeah. uh, war game rules for, for miniatures and such. Yeah, yeah. Any 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 scale, any any genre. It's just kind of you know, yeah. You you want to use your Warhammer or War Machine or Reaper models or your D and D models, whatever. Knock yeah, yourself all, out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Now, how how long have you been involved with? Uh, with uh, STL design and 3D print design. Now you said something about 2012. Yeah, but... 2000, late 2011. Yeah, we got we got our first printer, Replicator One, uh, in 2011. No, 12. It was, was 12. it 12? It was 12. Yeah, April April 2012. Yeah, uh, and I, I I like found Tinkercad, which is how I kind of got started on it in December of 2011. So, yeah, not not that long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in three D printing terms, it's it's a long time, but in <laughs> in actual times, it's not it's not so long. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh. So what uh what filament works best for you when you three D print? I, I use I use ABS generally just because my machine is sort of optimized for it. Uh, we like um we we use a lot of MakerBot stuff, but we have been using a lot of uh, um. Um, Hatchbox, Hatchbox, and Octave, and Octave, and um, um, what is it? MG Chemical lately. Is that really good? Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. it's been great. So, but um, mostly, uh, you know, ABS PLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, with the my little machine, I don't have a heated bed, so ABS is out. PLA is PLA is better. Yeah, PLA. I think. PLA holds detail a little better, I think, but it can also get stringy really fast. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the environmentally friendly factor yeah. is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're not using as much power to to, yeah. to to because of the not not heating the bed and yeah. yeah. I mean, it's biodegradable. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's well, yeah. It'll only be there like you know, however many thousands of years instead of tens of thousands of years. Which <laughs> <laughs> um, like. I mean, the fact that we burn plastic for our entertainment is really frustrating for me. But if yeah, I'm going to burn yeah. plastic for my, my entertainment, I'd rather burn PLA. Yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've already uh, I've already corrupted a friend's compost heat with oh, yeah. pieces here and there. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But you can, and that's you know. That's yeah, great. and that's that's part yeah. of the strength of PLA. I mean, yeah. ABS. Yeah. A lot of places, a lot of municipalities won't even recycle it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But. but you know, I mean, ABS has its strengths too. I mean, for oh, yeah. pocket tactics, I think it tends to be better just because the tensile strength's a little better on on those pieces, so you can bend little axes and spears and stuff. And well, I mean, so the difference between PLA and ABS really is ABS doesn't really have a true glassing temperature, so it's always it's always sort of pliable, whereas PLA has a very definite glassing temperature and it can be brittle. Yeah, but you you yeah. also learn to design around that. I sure, mean, like a lot sure, of the pocket sure. tactics stuff we've been making lately has been sort of designed to be sturdier and stouter. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I I feel like ABS does a better job with some of our models are split. 
Um, so we take we cut them in halves half, and then glue them together. Uh, yeah. So to avoid overhangs and such. Mm-hmm. And I feel like ABS glues together uh, more seamless. That's probably because of the build surface. Mm-hmm. Because typically, if we're printing ABS, we'll print on Captain. Whereas if we're printing PLA, we'll print on, print on uh, blue painters tape. But yeah. some, some people who print on glass with PLA get almost no seam at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heated glass bed is supposed to be like really good. Yeah, yeah. which actually our new printer, which we have a we have a makerspace who kind of gave us printers in exchange for classes, which thanks Mary at the foundry. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, uh we just so got an nice. o- Orion Delta and it has a heated heated bed with glass. Mm-hmm. Because the yeah. uh, Oh man, I'm oh, hearing my yeah. own echo. Oh, I'm sorry. That's like we don't have headphones. All we have is a microphone, and I can turn you down. Is that super annoying? No, no. It's just something that I'm not used to. Is That's that is that better? Oh, much. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I have a I have a a unidirectional mic, but you know we like to hear it, so I turned it up, but maybe a little too loud. Sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, as long as you can still hear me. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. all that matters. So, uh, oh, what else was I going to say? How how long have you been involved in wargaming and gaming in general, tabletop, as a hobby? Well, let's see. Arian's going to be 38. <laughs> so that'll be 38 years. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, so my, my, my parents wouldn't let me get into that kind of stuff when I was in, you know, middle school up to through middle school and then i i kind of had to like design my own role-playing system uh, i think i did that in like seventh seventh grade maybe and so since then so but that got me on the right foot with working with homebrews so that's mm-hmm. you know i guess that was a good good start then i got into dungeons and dragons and vampire and rifts and earth dawn and all that stuff oh gosh yes I, I started playing DC Heroes when I was like <clears throat> 10, and then I played pretty much from that point until the end of high school, and then I sold all of my books to go to Europe, and then uh, when I met Arian and we started hanging out, he, um, what I call, woke the dragon, which my wife will just, <laughs> you know, she just loves him for that. So, and I don't know, I've been playing, it's been the last 10 years. I, I didn't play DC Heroes, I played Marvel Heroes, where they had like the, like, Green, yellow, and yeah, red, yeah, yeah. And, you know, remember that? Yeah, yeah. I, I played DC Heroes. I did play Marvel Heroes. I played Heroes Unlimited. You know, I'm not going to list everything I played. Oh, uh, it'd be forever. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. Kevin Zabita was a big influence for me. I, <clears throat> I, uh, I I enjoyed all of his games. Now, uh, would you say that you would prefer tabletop gaming over video games, or yes. vice versa? Yeah, yes, yes, but I love video games yeah. too. I mean, it doesn't diminish the love of video games. No, I, I think I, I think I have room in my heart for both. Yeah, yeah. But, love but, is love is infinite. But t- tabletop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dinosaur. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, and I and, and I like books. Yeah, yeah. We no. have, books. What have you we been have reading? Our, well, we have our stuff on on you know on, on PDF, but mm-hmm. it's not the same. I like to hold the book. I know. It's because right? I'm old. It's okay. I don't think it has anything to do with age. No, I think I think everyone likes books generally. Prefers books over PDF. Yeah, I think I think I I assume I don't know I don't know if, I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know if the sing- singularity has you know. <laughs> <laughs> Could it hurry up? Well, uh, 
what would you say? Do you prefer Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, well, if you asked me that like a couple of years ago, I would have said Star Wars hands down, no question. But I got I got laid up. Uh, uh, I was I was sick for for a while, and I had to. And I ended up binge watching Star Trek, and so I watched like last year. I watched all the Star Treks. So <laughs> I think it's really hard to say now. See, I think uh, that's a false dichotomy. Yeah, I love them both, I think, but I mean, if I yeah, Star Star Wars, yeah, I have to I have to if I had if I, I absolutely had to. Choose. I actually think that that I, I prefer Star Wars, but I actually think that Star Trek might be actually culturally more important. Does that make sense? I mean, oh yes, boy, that's hey, tough. I that's agree. Tough. You yeah. there? Yeah, I would rather live in the Star Trek universe. Oh yeah, no I, doubt. You know, if I had to choose, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Can you imagine what we could do with a real replicator? <laughs> Oh my gosh, um, that I know that there would be many people in the restaurant industry that would be quite upset. Um, yeah. you know, Star Wars has cooler aliens, though. I don't know. I I, I can't. I, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, uh, let's see. I'm going to ask you both individually, Jeremy. If you could have one superpower, what would it be in one? Only one. Boy, um, don't steal mine because I know what I want. I, I it's, it's probably the same thing, but I, I'd want to be immortal. Yeah, that's that's that was my answer. Period. End of story. Because I can figure out anything else. Yeah. Like I can figure out how to fly. I can figure out how to have laser vision. Right. Like I can figure all those things out. But the one thing that I couldn't figure out is how to just keep living forever. Yeah, I'd rather be a Vandal Savage than a Superman. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, a good Vandal Savage. Yeah. Well, an okay vandal set. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to say that's the that's the first time I've heard that one. Really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. The the last two have been very very interesting. And yeah, well, that, what, what were your, they? Yours is the first immortal. Huh. Um, the last one was the power to heal. That's well. I could see. I could do well, that. You know, that. I could do that. That could conceivably be like immortality plus. But, but like, if you give me enough time, I will figure out how to cure what ails you. That's that's true too. Yeah, most likely. Most or likely. it's just it's, you know that, that, that or the heat death of the universe. Yeah, it's well, like one you know, of the, it's, the, it's, it's the monkey, happens first. It's the yeah. monkey with the typewriter theory. Eventually, I'll get it right. Yeah. Now you both have kind of touched on this a little bit. Marvel or DC? Uh, Marvel. 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 Right now, Marvel. Right now, Marvel, but I got to tell you, like, because oh. I was pretty turned off by the DC movies, but. But, I, man, the, I, the CW shows? Uh, we we kind of love the CW shows right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, what it is to me is it's like Batman 66 for our current. Yeah. Our yeah. current era. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Those are just so much fun, uh, but I, I do love Marvel, though. Yeah, I, I'll go. I, I, I go Marvel. I lean Marvel. I'm gonna lean Marvel. Yeah, me too. I I agree with you guys there. Sci-fi or fantasy? Uh, uh, You're sci- killing me. Uh, sci-fi. Fantasy. <laughs> I, I could just sci-fi. say sci-fi, fantasy, or space opera, but that's okay. That kind of covers. The space opera yeah. is both ish. Yeah, I, I like. I just like big things that beat each other up. <laughs> uh, you know. Whereas I have a more refined palate. Right. So, you know. Kaiju rising. Um, 
<laughs> so we've got Jared. King Kong, best movie ever made. Sorry, what? <laughs> so we've got we've got Jeremy with sci-fi and Arian with fantasy. Other way. Other way around, yeah. Other yeah, way. Sci-fi. Okay. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, you didn't even say horror because then you know. I'd still go. I'd still go fantasy. Yeah, but 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 I don't like super magic rich fantasy. I like it when magic is like sacred, you know, and it means something. And not every not every person can just cast a spell. Yeah, I like low. I like low magic fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I also sci fi. If I had to choose, I mean, yeah, it's hard. Well, because in sci fi, you can incorporate everything. You can have fantasy elements in sci fi. Kind of. Nah. It's not the same. I mean, not. I mean, it's not, not, it's not, not the hard, same. Not the hard it's sci-fi. Not the same. Yeah, it's it's yeah. But yeah, yeah. Mm, that's, that's a really yeah, tough one. Though. I, I am just gonna go along with the whole Star Wars is more of a. It's, it's a fantasy. Yeah. Opera. Yeah. And yeah, sci-fi. Star Trek. Yeah. More of a hard sci-fi. Like there's an explanation yeah, for the right. things, and it's not just space magic. Yeah. Well, except when they pack yeah, the Heisenberg yeah, compensators yeah. and yeah. you know all yeah. that. So, the Heisenberg compensator work. <laughs> yeah, so, and like the like not hammering down warp speeds and what they yeah, really mean yeah. between shows. And, yeah. But you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. But at its core, though, it's 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 it is speculative sci-fi for sure. Yeah. Like no question. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is yeah. not speculative, and, and at least they give you <laughs> some explanation. Yeah, but the, the, the Star Wars doesn't need it though. Because Star Wars is fantasy in space. That's well. There's 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 Straight up magic, yeah, right. Well, yeah. Dune, yeah, Dune. Dune is, Dune is kind of, kind of a nice, nice blend, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just Dune like movie, right? space that's what magic to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. But yeah, um, is there right. anything? What about you, though? You Star Wars, Star Trek. Oh, me, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Fantasy, no. sci-fi. I, I, uh, for me, it would have to oh. right. fantasy, fantasy yeah. for me. Not that not I mean, taking no love from sci-fi. No, I I, I I I love Clark just like the next person. Um, I I loved the Dune series until I I stuck with it through Children of Dune, and then it just kind of. Was that was that is that is like God Emperor the one after that? I I don't remember. I I don't remember either. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I need to revisit the series. It's been yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, is there any other any other things that you would like to share? Like, uh, what have been your favorite books lately that are not RPG related, like uh, fiction, horror? I don't have time to read, <laughs> but I, I mean, I wish I did. But I really want to get the uh, the new Neil Gaiman uh, Norse mythology story mm-hmm. collection. That's that's the one that's on my list right now, and I'm sure it's good. And I'm sure it's amazing. So, because uh, yeah, yeah, I'm reading Bernie's book, his 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 latest book. I just started it. Um, mm-hmm. I got it for Christmas. It's amazing. Cool. Yeah. Um. So. Any interesting movies that you'd like to recommend? Oh, hmm. Um, that's like uh, you know, walking to a CD store and you go, uh, what, am I, "What am I gonna get?" Is there anything good here? You remember CD <laughs> stores? Uh, yeah, Black, um, Black Rainbow. Uh, uh, lately, though, I mean, 
lately? What have I seen? Like new releases or any any time? Just any, any, all of cinema. Wow. All of cinema. Uh, Black Orpheus was on my mind the other day. That's one of my favorites, my all-time favorites. I think I'm going to watch that again. Um, well, my- Ma- Mad Max Fury Road. I don't know if you've heard of this film, but it's pretty, it's pretty excellent. Uh, <laughs> My my favorite favorite movie is really until the end. No of the world. <laughs> yeah, until the end. Of the I world think until the end of the world is just great. Which is getting a uh, it's getting like a big I think Criterion Collection re-release with like all the like six deleted hours. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's like an eight hours. <laughs> yeah, an yeah. eight hour long version, which I would love. Everyone else would fall asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watch a lot more TV than movies these days. Uh, I just yeah. didn't watch. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, again, just once more, where can we find you wonderful gentlemen on the internet? Uh, illgottengames.net and thingiverse.com. Yep. You can find us there. Excellent. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or speak about? Um, no, I don't, I don't really. Think, yeah, not not related to okay. gaming in any way. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, again, this is Leah Bond with Legends of Tabletop, and thank you for joining us, listening to these wonderful gentlemen from illgottengames.net, Arian Croft and Jeremy Larson. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You have a wonderful evening, and we'll see you next. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.